the Braves Craze Podcast with your host, the Braves Doctor. Good evening, Braves country. Welcome to the Braves Craze Podcast for September 5th, 2019. Uh, I am the Braves Doctor. Before we get into the podcast, as always, I ask and invite you to subscribe to my podcast and this podcast on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it may be you listen to podcasts on. Uh, Also, if you can, give me a follow on Twitter. Uh, The Twitter handle is at Dr. Braves. Again, that's at Dr. Braves. Uh, I'd appreciate any love you can give me on Twitter and or uh, the podcast platforms about the Braves Craze podcast. So tonight, uh, we're going to talk about the week that was a little bit and then move quickly into what's going on as I speak, and that is the Braves opening game one with the Nats in the four-game weekend series, which is the biggest series we've played and probably will play this year. So just to give you a, a heads up here real quick to start with, I may interrupt my podcast and give you some exciting news in the game. I probably can't help myself from that. Uh, and just to know, just so you know, at this point in time, uh, the, the Nats did not score on top of the first. The Braves have Ron Lacuna on second base by way of a single and a stolen base. Nobody out. Ozzy Albies up. So hopefully we can get a quick lead here and, and get the Nats uh, looking down the barrel at us uh, on, on this podcast quickly. So before we get started, you know, a lot st- a lot's happening this week. Uh, there's plenty to watch on TV tonight. It's the opening night of the NFL going on tonight as well. Uh, I'm a football fan, so I'm going to be interested in watching part of that game, maybe be doing some channel surfing. Uh, I'm a big tennis fan, uh, so the U.S. Open's going on, so I'm going to want to watch some of that. But but make no mistake, my TV dial is locked into Fox Sports right now, uh, watching the Braves and the Nats, because this, like I said, is the biggest series that we have played this year. So the first thing I want to do is talk about uh, – what we need to do this this series to kind of handle the Nats, I think, over the weekend and, and, and win this series outright. Uh, both teams have played great baseball for quite some time. Uh, we all know this. And while Ozzie always with a bloop single, bloop double, Acuna scores on the double, so the Braves are up one to nothing already in the bottom of the first with nobody out. So uh, there's my first interruption for an exciting thing for the Braves. So uh, great job, Ozzie. Great job, Ronald. Here comes Freddie with a man in school position as well. Uh, but you know, both teams have played really, really well already for the last month or so. Uh, neither team has lost. The Nats refuse to lose. Uh, the Braves also right there with them. Uh, you've probably seen the stats. The Nats have the most wins in the National League uh, since May or so. Uh, the Braves are right behind them, uh, just right there with them as well. So the Nats have won all these games and basically gained no ground on the Braves. Uh, so this weekend, you know, these teams are looking to come in and make a statement. Both teams are, obviously. The Nats, by winning three or four games, could, could tighten the race, get back in the race more than they are. Uh, the Braves could, could kind of bury the Nats, honestly, with a series win or certainly with a sweep for sure. So uh, both teams want to go out there and exercise uh, their muscle and see what can happen uh, during this series to kind of one-up the other team. Uh, so a couple keys, I believe, for the Braves over this series to, to take the Nats, uh, I want to talk about, first of all, Ron Lacuna. Uh, we all know how great Ronald Acuna is. We all know how much I love Ronald Acuna as a player and what he does. But Ronald has been scuffling the last 10 days or so. Hasn't hit much. Average has been down around 100 or so. Uh, not hitting the ball out of the park right now. 
so anyway, Ronald, Ronald's going to pick it up. And there's another flare single from Freddie Freeman. His Ozzy scores from second. is 2 nothing Braves, bottom of the first. Still no one out. So uh, great start here in game one against the Nats. So, again, back to Ronald. You know, Ronald, you got to get it going. He's got to get on base. He's got to drive the ball like he was doing for, for most of the year. And, and the last few games, eight, ten days, he's not done that. Now, uh, just a second ago, uh, he led off the game with a single to left field, line drive, stole second, and has already scored. So, great start. Hopefully, Ronald's going to turn that around by what you've seen. But, um, you know, I think Ronald Cunha is a key for us in this series and certainly down the stretch as well. Uh, key number two, starting pitching. Uh, you look at the Nats' top three guys, which would be Strasburg, Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, in no particular order, but those three guys, most people would say that 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 is a little better than what the Braves have with maybe Soroka, Freed, Keuchel. Maybe you put Tehran in that top three. But the Nats' big three and the Braves' big three uh, on paper don't match up. But the last couple weeks for the Braves, our starting pitching has been great. So – I think that's key number two for this series. We've got to pitch toe-to-toe with the Nats with the starting rotation. If we get outings out of tonight free, that's going to be great. Uh, we need to have a good outing out of Keuchel, who has been up and down, but a lot up lately. Uh, and, and then certainly Soroka, I think, has the final game on Sunday. He pitches against uh, head-to-head with Scherzer, who is – everybody knows how good Max is, but he's been hurt some. So hopefully uh, Mike will go out there and do what he's done most of the year and pitch great. Uh, and then Tehran's got a game in there in the middle somewhere. And, you know, we all know Julio has, has done a great job this year with a few hiccups, but for the most part, been really, really good. So I think the starting pitching, if we can continue what we're doing, uh, that gives us a huge advantage because offensively I think we're better than the Nats, and I think we'll be able to hopefully get the hitting going and, and, and keep those bats warm. Uh, like the bottom of the order has been quite warm for the last week or so. But, Again, getting Acuna and, and Albies back going, and Freeman, who's been pretty good of late, obviously, we know that. And tonight, we've got a good start. But I do think the pitching, the starting pitching is a key. I think the third thing I'll say for the weekend series is we've got to get, uh, I'll call them the replacement guys from last week, the no-name guys, to continue to play the way they're doing. Rafael Ortega, Matt Joyce are a couple guys who played great. The catcher, Cervelli. McCann, uh, Flowers have had some big hits out there behind the plate. So we got to get stuff out of the, the corner outfielders and the catchers offensively. Uh, you know, they're all they're all very good defensively, but offensively, you know, the Ortega timely hits and the Matt Joyce. Matt Joyce has been really good most of the year as a pinch hitter, but now he's starting a good bit in right and has played really well. So that's got to keep on happening at the bottom of the order. We mix in the top of the order with that. Uh, I feel like we're going to have a good chance to win. Uh, at least two, if not all the games, three or four games from the Nats this weekend. Uh, and then finally, the bullpen. Uh, the bullpen's been a strength lately. The three guys we got in trades, uh, you know, who, who were skepticized, or it was they were, they were very skeptical of what happened. We've been skeptical of them most of the year uh, since they've been over here, have, have lately come on. Uh, Shane Green, Mark Melanson, uh, <clears throat> Chris Martin have all been very good. Melanson's still closing. Uh, Shane Green's been lights out since he had about three bad outings to start with. Uh, Martin continues to be pretty overpowering with his stuff. So those guys, along with uh, Luke Jackson, who's pitched well. Uh, Jerry Blevins has been actually very good this year, too. So I think those guys are also uh, guys we can count on and to keep doing what they're doing. If that happens, I do like our chances late in the game still. 
Uh, <clears throat> Braves now have two outs, and, and Freddie Freeman has moved to third on a, on a ground ball to the right side. So uh, two nothing Braves, bottom of the first, two outs. Um, I believe we're going to have Matt Joyce coming to the plate now with, with one on and two outs against Strasburg. So, uh, and one more thing I want to say that's been very, very, I take that back, Dansby Swanson's now coming to the plate, not Matt Joyce. One thing that's been very good, I think, the last week or so I've been uh, excited about is you all know how much I love Johan Camargo. Johan is back, went down to AAA uh, Gwinnett and hit almost 500 down there and looks like a different guy now up here swinging the bat uh, off the bench. So I hope we get Johan a few more bats up here and I hope he stays hot. But, uh, you know, those are my keys for the weekend. Uh, I'm really excited about this series, as you can tell. Uh, I hope you guys and, and folks are watching this at home and support the Braves through this. So we'll be back in a second with the second half of the Braves Craze podcast. So welcome back to the Braves Craze podcast. This is the second segment of our podcast. Uh, I am super pumped and excited tonight, as you know, because the Braves and Nationals are now opening up a four-game set in Atlanta. Uh, It's Thursday night, and it's now the middle of the second. Braves lead 2-0 with Max Freed on the mound. Uh, The Braves come up to bat in the bottom of the second. So off to a great start. Got to keep it up uh, here for the weekend in game number one. Uh, I want to address something now uh, that's kind of early to talk about, but I've heard some chatter, so it really is never too early to address the offseason and moves that we may or may not make uh, during the offseason. So about three things I want to talk about. Uh, One very high-profile thing that is uh, third base and Josh Donaldson. I want to mention the outfield and what may happen out there. Uh, and then finally, the catching situation and what the Braves do uh, at catcher. So let's talk about third base first. You know, the Josh Donaldson thing this year was, a, was the biggest move the Braves made in the offseason. Uh, and then everyone expected the second and third domino to happen, and that never happened. Uh, we all thought, well, maybe we're being cheap and Liberty Media doesn't want to spend money, uh, and, and maybe that was so, I don't know. But when it comes down to it, the Braves sure look smarter than others by not paying out money for guys that did not perform. And the one thing they did do, uh, signing Josh Donaldson, the one big thing you know, they did do, signing Josh Donaldson, you know, we also did sign Brian McCann, obviously, but uh, the Josh Donaldson thing was the big splash. Uh, the first month or so, we were scratching our head going, well, you know, I'm not sure about this one. And I was one of those guys. I wasn't really that huge on the Dawson sign initially because I thought we had the position covered with Camargo playing third and then Austin Riley waiting in AAA to come up. But after that first month or so, Josh Donaldson has been crushing it. He's been great. He is, make no mistake, he has solidified the lineup by moving to the cleanup spot, protecting Freddie Freeman, uh, driving in runs, hitting long home runs. Uh, mashing the ball to right, right center field, some to left, but that, that right center field power to the off field where he just hits that high, and they call him the bringer of rain, that high bringer of rain type home run. And he's done that so many times this year. So he's been awesome. You know, I do I do think it, it took a while to figure out he wasn't the guy to hit in the two-hole. Uh, he needed to be behind Freddie in the four-hole. I think when he did that, also changed the lineup. Um, you know, we, we talk about him getting hit by the pitch against the Pirates, and, that kind of woke him up, and maybe it did, but I also think uh, the move to the four slot and putting uh, putting Dansby in the two spot at that point, which is where Ozzie is now, but 
you know, putting a putting a guy that gets on base with some, a little bit of speed in the two hole, and then putting putting Josh behind Freddie was a big move for us. But that leads us to ask the question now: uh, We signed Josh Donaldson to a one year contract in the off season, and, and what do you do now with Josh Donaldson? He has been a key member, as we've said, of this Braves team. Uh, we do have Austin Riley, uh, who did come up this year, as we know, and, and played a good bit in the outfield and left field, but that's not his natural position. Uh, he did okay out there, but I don't think I don't think Austin Riley is really an outfielder, so I don't think he would stay there long term. Uh, he also did struggle uh, after the first month, month and a half or so. Uh, after the pitchers kind of saw him the first few times, they made adjustments, and Austin struggled a little bit. But I think it's safe to say Austin Riley won't be in the minor leagues too much longer. So, you know, the, the options about Josh Donaldson to bring him back, you know, without Josh Donaldson right now, I think this team is certainly nowhere near the, the, the offensive powerhouse they were, or they are at this point in time. Uh, you know, it would probably cost us a multi-year deal for Josh Donaldson's my guess. Uh, he's making $23 million, I believe, in the one year, so you're figuring – going to at least have to get somewhere in that neighborhood, if not 25 or so. Uh, you know, they make it come out with a two-year 25 or so a year, a two-year 50, and bring a third-year option in there uh, for the team option possibly. Uh, maybe that would work. Maybe Josh gives us somewhat of a discount because he likes it here, we think, and wants to stay here. Uh, so do you do that? Do you do you bank on Austin Riley and Camargo, uh, who can also obviously play, I believe, play third base very well defensively, and, and he's hit very well for the, for the for the last two years, not counting this year when he lost at bats. So Camargo is there as well to, to kind of give Riley insurance. Uh, or a third option that I want to throw out there, I haven't heard this said a lot, but if we're willing to spend money on Josh Donaldson and that kind of money as a free agent, um, I would recommend that, and again, this is nothing against Josh Dawson, but there's a bigger free agent name at third base going to be out there unless something changes in the offseason, and that's uh, Anthony Rendon of the Nationals. Anthony Rendon is, is one of the best players in the National League, and if we're going to throw $25-plus million or more at a player, uh, I, I would recommend taking a run at Anthony Rendon uh, prior to the Josh Dawson thing and look at the money and see how it works out. Anthony is, is younger. Uh, he's more durable, although he has been hurt some, but you have to think he's probably a more durable guy than Josh Donaldson. And in fairness to Josh, Josh has played virtually every day this year and not had a lot of issues with injury, and his, his past history, he did have that. But Anthony Rendon is a guy that, that makes any team instantly better, and he's a good defensive player, but he's a guy you plug in the middle of the lineup, a dynamic hitter uh, that you would probably feel a little better about getting a longer-term deal to because of his age and durability. So, you know, again, I, I like the idea of looking at Anthony, making a run at Anthony. I've always loved him as a player. And, and yeah, you know, you do two things there. You, you take him away from the Nationals if you, uh, if you get him and land him and make them a little worse. And the Nationals are right now are certainly our biggest threat. Uh, and you make yourself a lot better. Now, again, uh, they may sign him back. He may, he may bolt somewhere and get big money that, that we can't pay. But I, I see no reason not to try and take a shot at Anthony Rendon if you're going to pay someone to play third base. You know, if they choose to go young and go with Austin Riley there, uh, I don't hate that idea. I, I like Austin a lot, and I think long-term he's our guy there. So so there's the third base discussion. Uh, don't know what the Braves are going to do, uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with Josh Donaldson, if they look at Anthony Rendon at all, and then where they see Austin Riley in their future. So the outfield is another discussion I want to have quickly. Uh, 
you know, Ronald Acuna is the fixture out there. The only question for Ronald is which outfield spot will he play next year? Uh, right now he's playing a good bit of center uh, with Ender Enciarte being hurt, uh, being in and out of the lineup and not playing well earlier in the year when he did play. Uh, Nick Marcakis had a, had a serious injury and, and will miss the rest of the season. Not sure if he comes back in the playoffs or not. And then left field was being manned by Austin Riley uh, a good bit. Now we've got the combination of Ortega, Matt Joyce playing left and right. Uh, you know, I just saw Adam Duvall was brought back up today. Uh, so we'll see how they play this year. But but I would assume in the offseason, Ender and Ciarte will, will be moved. Uh, I don't see him having a place with the team next year. Uh, and then you have the two young players, the two superstar dynamic young players, Christian Pache and Drew Waters, who are now at AAA, uh, that, that would look to be in the outfield at some point next year. The question is, would it be to begin the year or not? So uh, I don't look for the Braves to make a huge splash in the outfield. Maybe they sign a veteran guy or two to, to come in and, and start the year if, if Pache and Waters don't break camp uh, and, and make the team out outright in the beginning of spring. Uh, so they may have to have a backup plan. Maybe Austin Riley, if he's not playing third base, comes in there and plays some left field next year and gives either Pache or Waters a little more time in the minors you know, if they need that. But you know, that kind of depends on the third base, I think, thir- the third base situation as well. So I-, I don't think the outfield is a place we go out and spend big money, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we did bring in a veteran guy. Uh, maybe bring back Marcakis if he wants to do that and, and kind of know that he may be he may be sent uh, somewhere later in the year if, if the two kids, Pache and Waters, uh, get to that point to be up on the team and start in the outfield. And then the last thing I want to hit on is the catching situation. So, you know, Brian McCann, Tyler Flowers, and I guess you throw Francisco Cervelli into that conversation now. have done a pretty nice job this year. Um, you know, all these guys are, are well, it's McCann and Flowers are aging, McCann in particular. Uh, I love Brian. I think Brian's a great clubhouse guy. Uh, I could see him coming back potentially to the Braves on a short-term deal. Cervelli's a guy I can also see coming back on a short-term deal if he's willing to play for the Braves and share time with McCann or someone. Uh, My guess is Tyler Flowers may move on. Uh, He struggled this year with some defensive hiccups, uh, pass balls, those type things. So, uh, you know, there are a few options for the Braves to look at out there in free agency. Yasmani Grandal would probably be a free agent, I believe, this, this coming off season. Uh, you know, there's some other guys out there that, that may come free. We've seen some names uh, come up at catcher. Uh, so, you know, I, you may sign somebody. But then they also have, have uh, Alex Jackson, uh, William Contreras, and Shea Langoliers, uh, who was drafted this year, who were pretty good prospects, in particular uh, – Contreras and Langoliers are, are good prospects for the system. So how quickly are those guys ready? Alex Jackson's had a cup of coffee this year or some. Didn't hit that well, um, but I could see him see him possibly being a, a platoon guy next year uh, with McCann, with somebody up here who they bring in if it's someone else. So uh, I don't look for a big splash here for, for catcher because I don't know the, that guy's out there. Another guy that comes to mind might be a Jonathan McCroy, who we've heard his name a few times in the past for the Braves. So – you know, who knows at catcher, but I think I think a combination next year may be a little different than what we have this year is my guess. And uh, I hope we mix in some of the kids at some point in time, in particular the two the two bigger prospects uh, at catcher. And I said three. I want to do one more quick thing, and that's starting pitcher. 
you know, I, I wonder did the Braves try to find a, a another big arm in the offseason. Uh, you know, Dallas Keuchel's a guy that they can look at to bring back, but uh, I would assume that would not happen. Uh, we don't know that. Uh, you got to figure Max Free, Mike Soroka. I'm going to guess Julio is still here. Hopefully Kyle Wright turns a corner, or he or he or uh, uh, Bryce Wilson or someone, maybe even uh, maybe even Anderson uh, from from Double Triple A is ready to go by next year. So uh, you know, hopefully we get another guy step up. But some of the starting pitching free agents out there: Garrett Cole, Madison Bumgarner, Zach Wheeler, Steven Strasburg should be uh, if he opts out, and, and who knows what he'll do there. Or some of the bigger names out there. So you know, would they would they throw some money at one of these guys. Maybe a Cole would be awesome. Uh, you know, Bumgarner is a guy that we've talked about has, has maybe lost a little bit, but he's pitched better of late. And if you, you know, trading for him this past off season would, would have been a rental, but if you sign the guy for three or four years, it's a little different. So one of these guys might be someone we look at. Uh, I wouldn't see the Braves paying a third baseman, a lot of money and a pitcher, but if they opt to go with the money towards a pitcher, uh, that wouldn't shock me either. So, uh, that's all for this segment of the Braves craze. Again, the Braves still lead the Nationals 2-0 uh, on Thursday night here into the third inning uh, of the first game of this big series. All right, Braves country. Just want to say as we close tonight, thank you very much for listening, supporting this podcast. Uh, Again, if you would, please follow me on Twitter. That's at Dr. Braves. And then subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, the Braves still lead 2-0 tonight against the Nationals in Game 1. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend. Let's have a great time this weekend, win some games, and let's go Braves. Braves.